4: This, this is, is
3: the game, game of Roses. Welcome to the to game, game of, of Roses. Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
1: This is Bachelor Clues. Tonight is the finale. Three hours long of Bachelorette Season 20. I can't yes. wait. I cannot fucking wait. I can't wait to see what's going to happen to Aaron Bryant. At least from everything we've seen so far. Uh, it seems like he's in the game again.
3: No, it doesn't. <laughs> I can't believe you keep saying She's this. kissing him. No, it doesn't seem like he's in the game.
1: We'll see. But that's not what we're here to do right now. What we're here <laughs> to do right now is a little thing called digging deeper. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down all of the most important clips that have come from various podcasts from around the nation. Dark Seeker does a great job every couple of weeks of putting all of this together for us, listening to all these podcasts so that you don't have to and putting the most important stuff right here. We're going to go through it all. We got some crazy clips as always. This is a certified juicer.
3: Yes. I love a juicer. There's no non juicers, are there?
1: So many fucking players are coming out and doing contract violations about their seasons, other people's seasons, anything they fucking know. Now it, I don't know what, has happened this past year but the floodgates are fucking over and the tea is spilling forth with hurricane force see what where's i Where's
3: the sauce where's the sauce's response
1: uh there's a little bit of sauce in this episode as well but mainly it's all tea We've got some crazy clips. We've got grocery in here, of course. We've got Vi Allen here, of course. But the meat of this episode, the main course, if you will, the the massive amount of tea is coming from one Claire Crawley. She was on Almost Famous this mm-hmm. week, uh, or last week, sorry. And um, Jesus Christ, the stuff she's talking about in this episode of Almost Famous OG, it, or sorry, Almost Famous, is... I mean, she talks about her season. She talks about whose idea it really was for her to leave early. She talks about how producers tried to force her into situations she wasn't comfortable with. It's some crazy shit. Definitely contract violations. I assume they will never sue a crown, but maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell.
3: And a pregnant crown. At that. Although they have fired a pregnant crown.
1: That is true. But she wasn't a crown when they fired her. Pregnant former crown.
3: I mean, neither is Claire.
1: Correct. But you'll see what they did to her when she was crowned. She talks about that. Uh, And it's very eye-opening. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy.
4: Digging
1: Deeper. All right. Our first clip up for you on this day is from one bachelor happy hour you might know of this it is the official bachelor Mm -hmm. nation podcast of record It is now hosted by grocery and syringer they are of course the face of the new maybelline campaign um i hope they're moving product Mm -hmm. for maybelline my autumn shade Yeah, exactly. I, I've seen that commercial now like 500 times. My favorite person in it I is know. the other guy in the The, uh, <laughs> the aisle, lesser the grocery. Makeup aisle. Yeah, the lesser grocery. I love that guy. Need to find him. We need to get him on the show. But in this first <laughs> clip, we hear Grocery revealing his thoughts on how fake everyone on reality TV is. Here we go.
0: Aaron S. said, You are a bitch. And he was like, you're fake. Like, he stood by everything. He did not have any remorse for what they did. And there still seemed to be like a lot of like anger, like I feel yeah. like something must have happened also recently. Also, there's no like, way to also send like, this guy is mad at someone who like pissed him off night one on the Bachelor like months ago.
2: Also, like people going on reality TV shouldn't call other people on
1: reality TV fake. It's kind of like you guys are all everyone's a little fake. <laughs>
0: you think? <laughs> well,
1: you're all put. You're all like I don't like you're still like going on reality TV. Like I don't know, whatever. I'm obsessed with this clip. I know. <laughs> Wow. Grocery's letting a little little uh peek behind the curtain there. Because we've seen him do shit, especially on uh BIP seven. I think it was seven, right? That's the season where he's kicking people off. Yeah, not BIP eight. VIP seven, this motherfucker was firing people off the beach on the the uh the idea that they are in there for the wrong reasons. We're talking about Piper James, we're talking about uh Brandon Marais. we're talking about Alana Milne, we're talking about Chris Conner this guy was the arbiter of what is real and what is allowable on the beach. At least that's what he was portrayed as. Here he's basically saying, like, it's all kind of fake. He's letting us behind the curtain in a way that I can't believe it's...
3: This is amazing. He's like, babe, come on. Like, you're still going on reality TV. And then she tries to defend it. This is the part where I'm like... She's like, wait, you think? What? So we have some sauce here. It's Serena being like, oh, not all people who go on reality TV are, are fake.
1: <laughs> Grocery is becoming very quickly my favorite of The Bachelor podcast hosts. I know we make fun of him and I love to do his voice and all this stuff. Yeah, that I said, feel like
3: he's been my favorite for a while. <laughs> I think For the, maybe that reason.
1: <laughs> I think the man is over all of this. I think the man doesn't care about any of this. I think the man had a conversation with producers of Happy Hour so did Serena, where they said, Look, here's kind of what you got to do on this show. You got to uphold whatever the show is, whatever the, the narrative is. We'll tell you what to say, kind of thing. He doesn't give a fuck about that anymore.
3: He's like, Babe, you listening? You cover all that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did I'm you just take gonna talk? some notes, Serena. <laughs> did they say we should or should not say all reality television is fake? I can't
2: remember. <laughs>
1: At any rate, um, I'm loving what he's doing here. Uh, again, uh-huh. letting us behind that curtain a little bit. But this was just an appetizer. Mm-hmm. This is just to get the, the appetite going for that main course uh-huh. coming up a little bit later. Let's now move into another clip from Bachelor Happy Hour. This fro- was from August 17th. This was their Live at the Mentel All episode. So in this clip, Adrian is discussing the FP, the Fuck Peter incident, And he reveals his shock at the issue being brought up at all during the mental. And grocery has a very interesting comment about the matter. Let's take a listen.
0: Tonight, we did have a big surprise um, as viewers with the Peter drama, who Mm. I believe went home night one, rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way. And then we kind of saw that all unfold in front of our eyes can you kind of shed a little more light on what that situation was maybe why he upset everyone and how that led to the instagram caption
4: yeah so people like had a bad a bad interaction with with peter i did not personally but he's cool like i didn't talk too much to him <clears throat> but everyone was saying that he was rude in a way that you know he was treating everybody and so everyone was like yeah like Forget that guy, you know? So, like, that was just kind of, like, the running joke of, like, you know, forget Peter, you know, like, that's just what it was. And a couple of the guys did, you know, the Instagram thing or whatever, um, which I think they shouldn't have, but it it is what it is. It was all fun and games. And um, I just don't understand that if the guys did take responsibility and apologize for it, why that wasn't the end of it. You know, like, I get it. You can feel the way you feel, but, you know, just go back and talk to the guys and say, hey, I appreciate it, but it really made me feel away, or whatever the case may be. But don't say, hey, I appreciate and accept your apology and then still be upset about it.
0: So he so there was a conversation where an apology was given prior to the mental.
4: Yes, that's what and I'm then
0: here. he came back. So do you think the guys were surprised that he was there bringing it back up, rehashing all of this?
4: Yeah, we were all surprised that he was even here because he went home night one. We're like, why? (laughs) Like, what's going on? Why are you here? But obviously, you know, that was, you know, why. So,
1: you know, I went home night one, Adrian. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You did? Yeah, but I didn't get, you know, I didn't get any, uh, Fuck it
0: grocery would've. store Joe's. No,
1: you didn't. You got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> I absolutely love this. It, it puts us in an alternate universe where we're now imagining that grocery store Joe did something so terrible on his night one that they would have done a fuck grocery store Joe in and all of their the Instagram. And that's the only comments.
3: thing you're in the show for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck grocery. I didn't FG. get any grocery. Fuck grocery. Yeah, I mean, he got the opposite. He trended on Twitter, which I think yeah. even earned him that BIP spot. People were
1: talking about him for bachelor for a minute.
3: I feel like he's been in the conversation for a while. Well, time. he
1: certainly has after paradise, but um even just prior to that being the night one guy that he was. But that's hmm. a funny part of this clip. The interesting part of this clip is that sauce coming from here. Serena. Serena right? is saying, uh, were you surprised? That he he brought it up. Are you surprised? Even after the apology? He brought it up. What? They had fucking pictures of the Instagram post that they put on a screen. The producers brought this up. The producers told him, this is why you're here tonight. We're going to fucking do a whole package about it. And we're going to make you get back into that fight. He didn't bring it up. He had no choice in this matter. If you want to be on TV again, this is what's happening you were
3: boring and this is not boring. So we have to bring it up. I can't believe she does all these follow-up questions, kind of pinning him into a corner because they're not allowed to respond that way and be like, Oh yeah, the producers like made this a thing when it wasn't
1: exactly. She's this is
3: to highlight the fact that it had already been squashed.
1: Yes. Which then paints Peter as a piece of shit guy that he's bringing this mm-hmm. up even after a, uh, an apology was issued and accepted now he's coming on TV to do it again. It's his fault. Fuck this guy. And that is the narrative of the producers. This is like classic Bachelor Nation pod, official Bachelor Nation podcast shit. This is why these podcasts exist. Or now I guess it's just podcast. I have to get that through my head. They're not plural anymore. There's just one. But that's why this podcast now exists. It is to further the narratives from the show. She is doing exactly that. I don't know how much producers were involved and kind of pre-coaching her through this conversation and saying, well, you need to get him to talk about this and really stoke whatever.
3: And say that it's actually him bringing it up.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they're probably told like pretty clearly, don't talk about producers like working behind the scenes, putting these, Mm -hmm. these situations together. But I mean, anyone watching the show, they have fucking a graphics package cut and ready to go for this. Yeah. That they put up on a giant screen behind Jesse Palmer's head. Like, like that. Ain't, Peter did, didn't fucking do that. He didn't come in and be like, hey, can I real quick text you some fucking Instagram captions that these assholes said about me <laughs> and throw it up on the screen? He's not making this shit happen in real time.
3: It's 10-dimensional chess. He was like, here it is. They've been bullying me. Yeah. Get me on the show.
1: Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin you're going to want to hear about OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval.
3: You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. Y- you got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long-sleeve shirt and <laughs> my... Um, <laughs>
1: from the outside in (laughs) that was his whole plan all along was like i'm gonna go in night one i'm gonna be a complete (laughs) dick to all these dudes okay they're gonna kick me (laughs) off the show then they're gonna do something nasty in a fucking hashtag on instagram and i'm gonna come back at them on the mental that's where i'll get my big instagram (laughs) gains um Oh, no, boy. I don't think that was... I mean, he still is like a, the top three TikTok players, by right. the way. <laughs> but is he still on the Instagram list too?
3: Yeah, I was wondering if that's the reason he was there, was he has a social media following. He
1: doesn't really, though. He just has a bigger one than everybody except the professional jumper. <laughs> At any rate, those are our first two clips. Those are our little appetizers. Now we're going to move on to uh, another course. Not quite the main course yet, but we have two... This is uh, more like a
3: salad... Yeah, more like a salad. Or a bruschetta.
1: This is some, uh, you know, fucking, what is it, marinated mushrooms. You ever have those?
3: Mm, I don't know. I love them. I'm not really a mushroom person.
1: Oh, you should get into it. Mushroom culture is really fun. These clips come to us from the Vial Files (laughs) uh, from August 15th. The guest was Emma Slater. In this first clip, Emma explains her attitude about Brayden being the least villainous villain they've ever had in the show. And The Great One explains how producers gaslight the fourth audience. This is very interesting. Here we go.
5: Brayden. I'm going to bring it back to Braden. What I like Brayden for was because he was like, hey, I'm not ready. And she would repeat things back to him that he said. And he's like, yeah, that's right. And because he's told her everything. So I thought my opinion was, and I didn't honestly know if this was an unpopular opinion or a popular opinion, because I didn't know how you guys felt about Braden. I didn't actually look at other people's feelings on Braden. But when I watched the whole season. I was thinking he's the least evil villain that they've had. Don't you think? Because he I don't know, maybe I'm myself, out of I'm line. <laughs> ah! You're he's the yes, least? Least, yes. He's uh, misunderstood. Well, that's he, he how was most just that's, being honest. that's how
2: most that's how they get most of their villains. It's not because their villain ever does anything serious. It's because they go against the fucking grain of the bachelor. In fact, as a the, the house is always the bully. The bachelor itself, in a way, like gaslights their audience into thinking they're supposed to be okay with shit they would not normally be okay with. Right. Like, when in the world do we ever go up to someone and like criticize them for saying things like, I don't know if I'm ready to get engaged in eight weeks? Right.
1: Got a very rare WIW TV here when I was the villain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love to hear that from him. Takes obviously any opportunity to remind us that he also was victimized uh with a villain mm. edit, but still came back for a successive season in which he was also the villain. He did two back to back seasons of Bachelorette as the villain, then came on Paradise, then became crown. So
3: it's amazing the uh the holding two thoughts at once that that he is able to do.
1: Oh well, he's always holding the thought when I was the bachelor. Mm. That's always in his fucking head. Whoever he's talking to, he's just looking for an opportunity to drop that in there, uh, which he does here. But then he he comes out with this interesting line of reasoning, saying that the producers or the show, as he says, he he very rarely will say the producers that they are gaslighting the fourth audience into believing like what is happening in the show is Mm -hmm. normal in any way, because it's it's not. And obviously it isn't. It's a weird format. You're dating 30 people. You're kicking one off of this weird show. There's cameras and shit all around. And indeed, you are forced into at least conveying that you think you can fall in love in two months and get engaged in that time. But that's the game. That's the the format of the game. No one's being gaslit in the audience. We've become Mm -hmm. used to that format. In the early days, it was shocking and like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is fucking happening. Now we're just yeah. fucking used to it. Same as Survivor or Big Brother or any of the other shows. None of that is normal. You're never going to be locked in a fucking house for multiple months and have everything videotaped. No
3: one goes on Survivor and then they're like, wait, there's no fucking food here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. So I, I think that this is... is I uh, think that would be a, a
3: good Survivor strategy.
1: Yeah, though. exactly. You d- Wait, where are the beds? Where do I get a fucking cheese quesadilla around here? <laughs> I, I just think that his argument strangely falls flat. And he does this weird thing in his podcast where he will shit on the producers.
3: You don't think he's more convincing with his new pregnant self? No. This is daddy Vial. Not talking yet. Now. This
1: is uh, first, first try impregnation Vial. Is that what we're looking at here? <laughs> first responder Vial. <laughs>
3: i'm so happy i know this information i didn't think it would be the type of information i would know
1: but no i I don't want to know it he doesn't give us a fucking choice he says it out loud with pride he's
3: not giving us any choice in any of this uh most villains go against against the grain of the bachelor uh it's not normal to go up to someone and criticize. I, I like how he's like, let me pull the curtain out for you. This is not a normal situation. Yeah.
1: He's also wrong, though. Most villains don't actually go against the grain of the show. Most villains are made villains by some personal interaction with the second audience or potentially even with the first audience. Or, like, uh, I guess Juan Pablo are made in the
3: editing booth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mostly. Um, Juan Pablo did go against the grain of the show, but not until the after the final rose where he would refuse to say that he loved Nikki Farrell, his ring winner. Do you remember that? Can you at least say you love her? And he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. He's like, I'm love level one. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, I kind of like her. I'm starting to get feelings for her. He wouldn't do it then. But throughout the course of the season, he did adhere to the the process. It's so funny to refusal to love level four. It's fucking great. (laughs) I, I actually love it in retrospect uh but let's move on now we have one more clip before we get to our main course in this clip still from the vile file still with guest emma slater from august 15th the great one doubles down on his attitude that charity is as he puts it a messy bachelorette and then he dispenses some of his uh unlicensed therapy here we go
5: i think charity handled herself so well probably one of the best that i've seen i just I'm i tell
2: our just overall
5: I think overall, I think overall, Charity handled herself great. Um, I know that she, uh, she is she a therapist? She is, yeah. Yeah, I I could see she communicated like really well. I was I was impressed. I don't know if that's a popular opinion or not, but
2: no, I think so. I think overall, she's. I mean, I've we've been very entertained by. I've been entertained by her what I perceive is to be her authenticity.
5: That's it. That's and what I'm impressed which, by.
2: Which I don't know if if she like likes our your our commentary, so to speak. Oh really? Well, in the sense that like I think sh- she hasn't always played the role of therapist. Right. I think she's been at times quote unquote messy. Yeah. Like, you know, it was messy for her to give Braden the first yeah. impression rose yeah. when her brother was like literally like, uh, he's not your guy. That's to me, Charity leading with authenticity and her yeah. heart and yeah. kind of saying, This is my journey. I'm gonna like dive in and into and my feelings yeah. and then I'll think about my choices after the fact and maybe I'll get through these, you know, the Xavier type of like storyline. But like at times she was willing to be messy and kind of go after guys that she was drawn to, which yeah. maybe Charity, the therapist would have stepped in. Hey, Charity, you know, kind of talking to herself, you know, this might not <laughs> hey, look Charity. good, you know, and th- <laughs> you might get heat for this, but I think she was authentic yeah. and opened herself up for any type of criticism as somebody who what? has
1: uh from time to time said that maybe i'll become a therapist let me just tell you she's not always wearing the therapist hat i can tell uh, okay um the idea here that she is messy so far in any way is absurd she may get messy right? in this finale what are you
5: talking about
1: it, it It looks like uh, they, at least what they've shown us in the promos, it does look like this finale may get a little messy. That she's in, she's in love with multiple people. She's going to have to send one of them home. Her mom has to step in and tell her, like, you got to make this fucking choice. It does look like that might be Ben Higgins' doubt in the end, which I would consider the end of his season to be messy.
3: You and you would consider that to be messy. Yes, multiple love level
1: fours. Yes, multiple love level fours that actually like he's
3: saying she's messy for the fimp, and I'm like.
1: Yeah, not even her choice. That
3: storyline seemed produced anyway. That yes, exactly. Braden was whatever.
1: And for him to say that, knowing full well in his season that he gave Rachel Lindsay the fucking fimp because producers were like, she's going to be the next Bachelorette. She got to get the fimp. And he's like, okay, let's do it. Talk about gaslighting people. He's, he's making it here seem like the lead has any fucking say in who gets the fimp.
3: Yeah. Ugh. It's like, what? It's you think it would have been messy if he gave the femp to like Corinne. I don't know. It's a it's a strange argument. Uh, I also like therapists are allowed to be messy. Like therapists are allowed to like of live course. their own lives. <laughs> like of what? The, she has to be a therapist twenty four seven.
1: Well, you know, only when she's not messy. That's my new impersonation. <laughs> It's just fucking garbled, like unintelligible fucking. <laughs> it's the first try. So, uh, uh, therapy, uh, uh, it's messy. Uh, gaslight, uh, season. Uh, when I was a bachelor, uh, I got a real amount of lunch. You have too much cheese, Clues. None. I don't eat that shit anymore. It's poison. Speaking oh of, God. let's move on. To the main course.:
3: Yeah, that was something <laughs> of
1: our, our beautiful program here. We are going now into almost famous with uh, Claire Crawley as the guest. This was from August 8th. In this first clip, uh, Ben Higgins asked Claire Crawley if she regrets leaving the Bachelorette early, and she spills tea about who actually made the decision to fracture season 16. This is fucking insane. Here we go. If you want to hear this clip and you want to hear me and Pace Case reacting to this clip, and you want to get more gurgles? <laughs> yeah, maybe some more gurgles. <laughs> and you want to get access to all of our digging deepers, to our live show that we do every Monday at 4:30 p.m. PST, to Clues Corner, to Pace Case Palapa, to uh every episode that we ever do of Game of Roses without commercials.
3: Ad-free episodes.
1: You want to get access to that Discord so you can fire off your screams. You want to join the Discord community. You want to do all of that? you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses, join us in the pit, and listen to this next clip about Claire Crawley. It's the pit, you can get it in and around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, this room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit. You can get in it and dig around in all this content. It's the pit, come on, admit. You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit.
4: Everyone who wants to come in, it's the pit.